I'm Jenny. I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the radio show on the internet that usually has three people on it, but this time just two. One person couldn't make it, so we're going to try a two-person Topic Lords and see if it still has the magic. It's a grand experiment. Yeah, we'll find out together. Uh, Jenny, is there anything you would like to plug? Yes, um, I'm doing a Let's Play with uh, my buddy Riff. He's at YouTube um, uh, slash Rifflesby, and we're playing through the Suda51 game Flower, Sun, Rain. And it's incredible because we're very good at things. <laughs> so definitely watch it. I looked at the Wikipedia page of Flower, Sun, and Rain before the show started, and I still have no idea what this game is. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like a it's like a first person adventure kind of thing where it's got this puzzle mechanic where you get like a hotel guidebook and then all of the puzzles are um you have this this portable computer that you call Catherine and every time somebody has a problem like ostensibly you're in this hotel trying to stop a terrorist bomb but it's just like everybody is having their little personal problem like they've lost their mojo uh -huh. and they and they need you to uh get their groove back so you like stick your your stick a jack from your computer into them and then solve like a little like super easy puzzle from this guidebook and and get a number and then that solves their problem somehow yeah um you should uh come come back some other time and tell us how the let's play turned out okay also i'm betting by the time this episode is published the let's play will be finished so you can you can just go watch it and then get a preview on Jenny's summary for next time. Oh boy. It's a, it's, it's a time loop here on Topic Lords. <laughs> uh, so would you like to discuss a topic? Sure. So looking at the topic bucket here, you wanted to discuss trying to get immersion in a language when you don't know any native speakers and you're not in the country. Yep. Just to head this off at the pass, pretty sure there's, a, there's an owl that helps you do that. <laughs> I quit that owl, man. Yeah? Yeah, I told that owl where he could shove his heroin. Okay, tell us about that too. Uh so I was I was doing the uh we can we can we can speak its name, I think. Do you do you know the name cuz I forget it. It's it's Duolingo. It's the Duolingo owl. His name is Duo. Oh, that's why they named it that. Yeah. Not, not having nothing to do with being bilingual. Yeah, just cuz it was the owl's name. Right. The founder's name is the founder and also the enforcer. You're speaking duo's language now, punk. <laughs> so I, I was pretty big into daily Duolingo um, for a few months. And it, it was like the lessons were not the worst. They weren't the greatest, but I was like learning some stuff and practicing some things. And then they implemented this leaderboard where it... Um, it basically just incentivized you because you were getting the same amount of experience for finishing like a hard lesson with stuff that you barely knew or were still learning as you did just like, uh, and I was, I was doing Japanese. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet, but just like pounding, pounding on the, the early ass hiragana lessons and just sitting there grinding that. So that was what I found myself doing with all of my time because I couldn't stop caring about these stupid leaderboards. Yeah, that sucks. 
Yeah. That's a that's bad game design. It's terrible game design. Yeah, so I deleted the app. They sent me an email about why did I delete the app. I uh, put in their little form. I was like, just so you know, this is terrible game design. Yeah, I wonder if anybody actually like looks at those. I don't know. I'm playing um, Ring Fit Adventure. I'm also playing Ring Fit Adventure. Oh, okay. I guess this is a video games podcast now. Okay. All right. Uh, and I've definitely been like... At first, I was like pretty into the the how well it kind of balanced between being a game, a fun game, and being a workout. Uh-huh. But I'm a little bit like now that I have more options, I'm options. I'm definitely finding that like optimizing for doing best at the game is not giving me the best oh, workout that I could get. That's disappointing. Yeah, because there there's like um, I suck at the squats and oh, the squats are so oh awful. <laughs> and that means that I'm getting le- I'm doing less damage with squats. Yeah. And so like the actual solution here is to do more squats right. to get good at them. Yep. But instead, I'm doing fewer squats because I can't do as much damage. It takes longer and it's often less yeah. effective anyway. Than like that that high kick thing. Because you get like, I don't know, 25 of them or something. And you're just like, bam, 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 take that. <laughs> is yeah. that the, wait, is that the one where you like bring your knee up and touch the ring to it? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, I've got that one. That's super effective. So have they added the um, feature yet where there is color-based uh, attacks? Yeah, I've got that. So that's that's a factor. Like the, the, um, the ones that do multiple damage to multiple enemies are sometimes the wrong color and then it forces you to do other stuff. Yeah, I'm um I'm willing to adjust my workout loadout such that I I'm getting a good workout. Mm-hmm. And but it's but it's hard. It's mentally like yeah. I have to put in the effort to like I'm um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna suck at this game so that I can treat my body better. Yeah. And it, but it sucks that I have to do that. Right. I have to make that trade off. Yeah. Yeah. I had the, the thought that maybe I should go back and grind some earlier levels and then the new levels would be easier. And then I thought, wait, I don't want the new levels to be easier necessarily. Right. Because then that's going to be, I'm going to like start, start my little where you stop jogging and start doing your exercise routine. And I'm going to do a couple squats and all the monsters are going to die. Yep. Yeah. Then you feel like a complete badass because of all your gains. <laughs> My leap gains. I well, that's another thing is that I um I kind of want to do more jogging, like because I'm mm. I'm a little bit more interested in in cardio than in um than in bulking up, uh-huh, you know. Uh huh. And I'm not sure how where the slider is for that. Like my guess is that um you can set the workout intensity, and my guess is that. Higher intensity means more reps, which means a higher ratio of of reps to jogging. Uh-huh. Huh. So, if you lower your intensity, is that more jogging? Yeah, I, I think so. I think if you lower your intensity, it will in, end up increasing your heart rate. Okay. But I haven't tested that yet. I'm, that's just my theory. Have you played around with the, like, freeform modes or straight story mode? Just story mode. I mean, story mode has in it like mini games. Is that the sort of thing you're talking about? I did that. I did the the squat one where you're squatting and catching the coins and no joke, my entire body was sore for the next two days. 
Yeah, I've had that problem just doing squats outside of the game, and that's why one of the reasons. Well, one of, that's one of the reasons I'm scared of squats. Uh huh. Another one is that like you can apparently just super fuck up your knees doing squats wrong. Oh boy. And um, there's no personal fitness trainer there to make sure I'm yeah. doing it right. So like I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised they're willing to even put it in the game. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's one that's one thing that I'm not super stoked about with Ring Fit is I'm pretty sure my form is just like way off for a bunch of these things. Yeah, that's that's a concern. Yeah. Uh that's been trying to get immersion in a language where you don't know anything <laughs> speak. Uh you can you could like probably find somebody to talk to on Fiverr. One thing about um other countries, not Japan, but a lot of countries is that the their their wages tend to be lower than in the US. So you can probably pay somebody to be your conversation partner on Skype for cheap. So another another complication in this is that I'm also terrified to talk to a native speaker. Uh-huh. That that is a complication. Yeah. And that's going to be an ongoing like what why why bother learning the language then? Like what what are you going to get out of it? <laughs> yeah. Um being able to watch anime while just like staring across the room at a spider in the corner. Okay, sure. You, are you going to be talking to the spider? What does the spider like anime? This, this is this is you're asking me to stereotype <laughs> An entire species here. <laughs> no, I mean the particular spider. Not all spiders, just this spider oh, oh, that oh, I'm talking my, to. In my in my hypothetical story. Yeah. Wait, this is this is your hypothetical scenario. <laughs> what? You you answer this question. <laughs> I almost had you. <laughs> yes, the spider likes anime. So you can talk to the spider about anime. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what we're doing. So I actually there are some there are some things that I do do on the internet to try to get some immersion. I found out they have on YouTube, you can go and watch live streams of both. There's like a Japanese news channel, but there's also QVC Japan, which is sometimes just like incredible. Is it, is it subtitled? It is not subtitled. And that's a great reason to learn Japanese is to, to, to be able to watch the, the YouTube clips where the, that they do the equivalent of the look at the horse thing. <laughs> what's what's the look at the horse thing? Oh, uh, there's a there's a YouTube video. It's a clip from I think QVC, where um, if I remember right, they're trying to sell a printer. Okay. And there's or maybe it's a camera. I think it's a camera, and they're showing you um a photograph of a moth, <laughs> and the. The person speaking, not looking at the photo, says, look at that horse <laughs> and starts going into like extreme detail about oh, like wow. all the all the details of the horse you can see in the photo. Yeah, I don't know if anything that good has happened on QVC Japan or not because my Japanese is not that good yet. But and there's only one way to find out. Right. There was my favorite thing that's happened on QVC Japan so far was there is a head massager. Um, and I think they just will pitch whatever product until it completely sells out. So it was like a half hour of people getting head massages and just trying to make faces as though they were enjoying the head massage. Oh, is this the is this the mind whisk? If it's not the mind whisk, it's a mind whisk. We have one of those. Like uh, uh, I know a lot of people who just have one. I don't uh -huh. know. I don't know why. <laughs> we have a vibrating one. Oh, ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, my problem with the mind whisk is that it doesn't work <laughs> when you do it to yourself. 
So you should try the vibrating one. In that that might. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, the, the, and it's a feeling that like I'm not it's kind of hard to put to pinpoint. It's like it's not entirely unpleasant. It's definitely a the sort of feeling that makes you feel like, yes, something magical is happening mm-hmm. in the same way that like peroxide stings, so it must be good for you. Right. I forgot to tell you when we were talking about Ring Fit that Ring Fit inspired me to go make a fucking kale boot. Can I say fuck on this podcast? I feel like I have. Yeah, we, we, I've marked it explicit in the, in the metadata. Good. I don't like saying fuck around Jay because he's a clean boy. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I've, I haven't held back. <laughs> so now I feel bad. I, d- I don't know if he cares or not. But yeah, I'll say fuck at you all day. All right. Yeah, so I made a ring fit inspired me to make a fucking kale broccoli ass smoothie. And it was so bad. I don't know what I was expecting. It sounds bad. Yeah. Oh, I put a cucumber in there too. I think I was going for like a satsiki. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, doesn't that have like vinegar in it? Probably. I didn't put any vinegar in there. I put a whole bunch of like mint leaves and a cucumber and some broccoli and a kale and then some yogurt. I think the way you actually salvage that is like by adding rum. (laughs) (laughs) Like you make it a cocktail and then you drink it an ounce at a time. I thought about, it was actually of a consistency where I thought about just frying it into falafels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I got, I got lazy. All right. Do you want to, um, do you want to talk about another topic? Uh, sure. So one thing I learned recently is that, um, if you have those scars on the inside of your cheek where your teeth, along where your teeth meet, that your, that means your mouth is too small. Okay. Do you have those? I have those. I also have those. Wow. Uh, we, now, now we know this. This is, uh, this is probably TMI for our entire audience. <laughs> I learned that. I don't, I, I don't know what too small means, but that's what the dentist said. My dentist also said that while I was getting a root canal. She seemed very annoyed. She's like, this would be so much easier if you didn't have such a small mouth. And I'm like, I'm very sorry. I, I, I only have... Um, one memory of the dentist I went to when we lived in San Diego mm-hmm. and it was him saying such a big boy, such a small mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a hell of a thing to say to somebody. Yeah. That's, that's really, uh, <laughs> it's cold. Were you like a child or were you a teenager? I was, I was a teenager. Oh my I was, God. I think I was 18. Wow. So you were like that an adult like, man. Oh yeah, no, I was I was full grown. <laughs> Probably still had my, my like let's be real, I still have my baby face. Uh and that was when like I had gone through this period where like I I, I think it was an executive function thing mm. where I just didn't brush my teeth for 4 years. Mm-hmm. Uh and um as a result, like pretty much every molar in my bottom jaw needed a filling. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah. I need to go to a dentist for like the first time in I don't know, maybe a decade. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's not that's not good. I'm not looking forward to that. And once you get to that point it's like the inertia is so bad cuz you're like I'm going to go in there they're going to be like, "Okay, you fucked up these teeth. We're just going to have to pull them out and give you new ones." Oh, why you're just going to fuck those ones up too, though. Yeah. So maybe they just pull them out and you just don't get teeth. 
Yeah, like that seems like that seems way easier at that point. Like, you like soft food? If you lived in the Bay Area, I would recommend my uh, dentist. Oh man, Aaron Escalante DDS uh, is very good. You know, it's only a twelve-hour drive. You know, uh, he costs twice as much as all the other dentists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh, I've never felt shamed even when I went in there with trench mouth. That's important. Yeah, I, I thought this was just, uh, I thought this was just how his cheek was shaped. Yeah, like it's got those things. Yeah, yeah. A little, the cheek little things. scars. I like, you know, like how sometimes uh, something that, like a toy that's been molded will have oh, yeah. this, this seam where the mold came oh, together. It's like the moldorama. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's the the name for those things. You know the things I'm talking about. If it's the thing I was just talking about, then yes, but I'm not sure that it is. It's like those machines that they'll have at like a zoo or a science museum sometimes, like the early early 3D printers before 3D printers, where huh. you'd go and you'd put in some quarters or something, and then they'd uh, they'd just like print you a cheap plastic dinosaur or zoo animal and by print are you talking about molding like do they pour like hot plastic into yeah a, they would pour hot plastic into a mold a mold is the word i was trying to think of <laughs> <laughs> so close yeah uh, that sounds fun that sounds it like uh great it was Moldorama. a highlight of my childhood brookfield zoo Moldorama. That has the advantage that uh, after after you use it, the the G men won't come after you for defacing currency. <laughs> oh yeah, those penny things are real good too, though. Uh, they're cool. Yeah, <laughs> they're just super illegal. Yeah, I love it when you go to the bank and you're like, "Here's all my change," and then they give you like, "Okay, here's half a black crayon." And a couple of those flattened penny things with dinosaurs on them and, like, a Lego. Wait, this has never happened to me. <laughs> really? Sometimes they give me a lollipop. Like, back, like, we found this in your change and it didn't go through the machine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Like, like uh, the coin star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be hilarious if they just gave you a Lego. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Like... <laughs> I'd like to make a withdrawal. Here it is in black crayons. Thank you for your business. All right, you ready for another topic? Sure. Uh, you have here, and I don't know what it means, but I'm looking forward to finding out, when you're not expecting food. Okay. So, you know the phenomenon where you eat something and you think it's going to be something else? Oh, yes. I did that recently to myself. I wanted to see what a peanut butter and like hot pepper jelly sandwich was going to be like. Uh-huh. So I got myself some hot pepper bacon jam. Uh-huh. And went home and made a made a sandwich with that and just like the regular old crunchy peanut butter. I've I've done that and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so the first half was pretty good. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is yeah, I could get behind this." And then I put down the other half and started just doing something on the computer or something. Uh-huh. Picked up the other half of the sandwich without thinking about it not being a standard, like, peanut butter and strawberry jelly sandwich, or, like, the lingonberry, and took a bite out of it. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. I, I thought that this was going to be, like, you had another sandwich from, like, a week ago that you picked up instead. Wow. Or maybe, like, 
maybe there was a prank show that swapped out your half a sandwich with some- that would have been a much better story i should have done that <laughs> my uncle one time found a ham sandwich in his glove box Ooh. from like a week earlier sure and ate it and went to the hospital with food poisoning oh my god this, yeah. i was joking about it being still good it just i'm sorry i did that to your uncle i know i know. back through the time loop he's gonna hear this podcast pause it after i suggest that he eats the, <laughs> and then listen to the rest of it in the in the ambulance and be like damn that jim storm dancer and then he'll He'll Spokio for me and won't find me because that's not my name yet. <laughs> Spokio for Storm Dancer. Do you have any not expecting food stories? Yeah, I have. Oh, so mine are almost always beverages. Yeah. Uh huh. When I when I'm about to take a sip of something and um, and sometimes the, the what happens is that you're you're like, oh yes, this is going to be a delicious a delicious gulp of Dr Pepper. And yep. then you realize at the last, like, as, the, as it's touching your lips, no, this is milk. <gasps> no! You're saving yourself the, the agony of discovering this while it's in your mouth. The shock is a better wow. word than agony. Um, yeah. But my favorite time this occurred to me was when I was, I don't remember what the actual beverages were, but just mm-hmm. for just for the sake of telling a story... I was picking uh-huh. up a glass of delicious Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. realized as it was touching my lips, no, this is milk. And then it re- went into my mouth and it was iced tea. Wow. So that's like... It's like nested dreams. It's like when you wake up from a dream, but you're oh, still in another oh. dream. Wow. Beverageception. <laughs> Dr. Pepper to iced tea is my classic one of those from my childhood. Oh, yeah. Which is not as bad to me now but as a kid it was like my mom drank unsweetened iced tea yeah and just expecting that corn syrup and getting the iced tea uh also one time had just like you know how you leave glasses of water in your room when you're a kid like 50 glasses of water in case the aliens invade and can only be defeated by water by swinging a baseball bat at the (laughs) glasses of water yeah you know how we all did that and that's like a normal thing right and then 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 night Shyamalan (laughs) made a documentary about it ripped from the headlines Mm -hmm. um yeah so i had i had like an opaque glass of what i thought was water went to go water a plant that i had in my room started to tip it out the liquid didn't come out of it I was very confused, and I looked in there, and it had been a glass of milk that had become just a complete solid glass of yogurt. Oh, I just got a message from Jay. Hey! Uh, how about I have him join us midway through the, the show? Okay! Sounds good to me. I finally caved and gave YouTube some money so that I wouldn't get interstitial screaming truck ads. In the middle of my fancy English gentleman uh, hot towel whisper videos. That does sound uh, like a problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, you mean on your phone? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I've got my I've got my phone and then I got these, like, sleep headphones. I'm listening. Hi, Jay. Oh, he- hello. Hi. <laughs> Jay's here. Jay's here, everybody. Sorry about that. 
that's no okay. worries. You can uh, you can join us for the back half of this episode. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I got half of it in. Yeah. Anyway, about your headphones. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we were actually. Yeah, that wasn't a topic, but we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So I got these. I got these soft headphones for listening to things while sleeping, and it's one of the best purchases I've ever made in my entire life. Is it like a headband thing or? Yeah, it's like a sleep masky kind of thing. Then it also inserts itself into your ears. Um, it's it's just got it's like the headphones that don't go in your ears. Those ones. Okay. It's just got the little roundy speakers. Yeah. Are they? Are those work for sleeping on your side? Yeah, they're flat enough that you can. That's cool. You can do it. That, that might yeah. be something I'm into. Yeah. My wife, Katie, got a thing like that, I guess, f- not for sleeping, but for running or something. Oh, um, yeah. And it, the headphone quality, like, it was super cheap, and the headphone mm-hmm. quality is very bad. Um, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're sleeping with them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm usually not listening to like my uh, my high quality vinyl recordings of Mozart. Oh. oh, Jay, are you are you recording? Yeah. Okay, good. Awesome. Yeah, I was gonna ask in the chat, should I record or not? But I already had the program open, so I figured I'll yeah. just do it and get my butt in here because I'm already late enough. Yeah. That is okay. It is very early in Germany, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, early for me. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we appreciate you you uh, taking the time out of your morning. That's okay. I need some discipline. I need to get up earlier. So, no, nobody needs to get up. At- <laughs> yeah, no, that's horrible. <laughs> Actually, that's true because we're going to the U.S. on uh, Monday for our to visit family for a few weeks. So it would probably be better for me to sleep in a oh, little shit. bit get used to it even more of a sacrifice i'm making for the topic lords podcast uh ajay um can you tell us if you have the scars on the inside of your cheeks that go along the uh the edge of where your teeth meet hold on i'm feeling it with my tongue Uh uh-huh yeah wow okay so maybe my dentist dentist lied to me or Maybe we just have a, a three people whose mouths are all too small <laughs> on this podcast. Like, what's happening there is you're you're just constantly biting the inside of your cheek. Yeah, it's like a little ridge, little ridge. You can feel strange. Uh, yeah, I guess I am doing that. I also have a problem with grinding my teeth, so that might contribute. Uh, the other thing we were talking about, the the, the current topic technically <laughs> is um, uh, Jenny, tell tell uh, Jay about expecting food. Yeah, so you know, like when you reach for your big delicious glass of Dr Pepper, and you take a drink out of it, and it's milk. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know the similar <laughs> feelings. Yeah. Uh, do you have any have any not expecting food stories? Well, more than a few times, I will have a mug uh, where there's coffee, like maybe a half inch of it at the bottom of a mug, and it's from yesterday on my desk. Oh, and then I'll have no. a new mug 
of delicious piping hot coffee. <laughs> and I will grab the wrong one because sometimes I just let these mugs accumulate up right, here. Right, just in case there are aliens that can only be killed by, by <laughs> right. throwing coffee at them. <laughs> exactly. Um... I used to be much worse than, uh, when I was a bachelor. Ah, man, it would get bad. There were like six mugs sometimes on this desk. But anyway, oh, yeah. um, I've I've definitely even swallowed some of that old coffee before, and it wasn't a nice surprise. Um, I had a similar thing as a bachelorette with just soda cans, where I'd go get a Diet Dr. Pepper and drink <laughs> half of it and then leave it and just have like 20 half full cans of Diet Dr. Pepper on my desk, one of which was the one I was drinking. Yeah, that and water bottles for me you know, too. You can, you can turn 20 half full cans of Dr. Pepper into 10 full cans. <laughs> <laughs> and geez, that's, saving, that's like 20 bucks you're saving right there. That's true. My wife Katie always... Like, I have a thing where I won't drink the last sip, and it's something in my brain that's like, no, that little bit has been sitting there, and there's, like, bugs in it now, and little <laughs> dust <laughs> pieces. That's like the, the medieval theory of, what, like, spontaneous generation? What do they call that? Where the bugs just... That sounds appeared. right to me. They weren't there while the uh, penultimate sip was there, but now that that penultimate sip was gone... Yeah. Right. Definitely bugs in there now. That's but how it works. If you just take a smaller sip, like you don't drink the entire last sip, <laughs> that's fine. You know, I think I've even gone through that thought process where it's like, hmm, I really want more of that coffee. And then, <laughs> and then, hmm, it might have been there a while, could have been something. So I'll do like this little tiny sip that where my mouth is just pursed and very tight so that nothing can get through. It's like a little filter. <laughs> Whatever molecules can make it into your tiny mouth. Yeah. Would that be, a, if you just kept drinking half sips, would that be Zeno's Mountain Dew? What's the what's the funniest soda pairing? Mountain Chowton. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Thunder. Okay. Should we uh, do one of Jay's topics? Let's, yeah, let's do one of those. Uh, Jay, uh, tell us about how you have to pay in, to pee in Germany. Yeah, so one of the many things that I complain about here, even though overall I do love Germany, it's very nice, um, high standard of living, but road trips are inconvenient and boring here, which, you know, like most things I complain about, it's probably good that there aren't a bunch of people just driving around for no reason, but like... um. The first thing is that you have to pay to pee most of the time, which, you know, in the U.S. we're very spoiled. You can just stop at any old restaurant or any old anything and just go pee. And technically, here, you can stop at restaurants and they have a bathroom, but it's just very... It's like if you, it's not, you're not supposed to do that. And, and people, they'll look at you weird. And sometimes they'll be like, you have to be a paying customer to use our bathroom. And sometimes I'll have a sign. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of that here in the US too, like where restaurants will be, will just expect you to be a paying customer before they let you use the bathroom. Right. And so, some of them even enforce it. The difference, I guess, 
when you're on a road trip here is that all rest stops all anywhere accessible from like a highway you pay like at least about 50 cents to go to use the restroom with a little automated machine and then it spits out a a voucher for, for a 50 cent coupon to a nearby <laughs> uh like at our mall the their bathroom oh, you have wow. to pay 50 cents and it spits out a voucher that you can spend in the mall but i've tried at about three places and they're like oh sorry we don't <laughs> take those so, <laughs> so i don't know where so i can it's... spend my pee money i have about five five euros worth of these little vouchers laying around very probably places. expired that's a that's a really funny scam yeah yeah it is um but you know at the same time i do like that you know most people make a living wage even if they're bathroom cleaning people so you know right. if i gotta pay 50 cents that's true whatever uh that's fine uh but it does make road tripping less fun and also yeah. another probably another good thing is that there aren't like tourist traps to speak of it's like you don't see weird things on the side of the road it's like bob's oh, berries yeah. or or you know the Elvis Emporium or whatever. and um, As an American, I don't have any concept of not having weird touristy shit off your roads. Yeah, it makes it feel a little boring to me. What, like, if somebody just invented the German tourist trap, I feel like they would be a millionaire instantly. <laughs> just- <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about diners, but... <laughs> Figure out what the German equivalent of Elvis is. And open up a museum <laughs> on the side of the highway. It's probably Elvis. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. You know, I don't just, I just think it might not be to German taste. So, you know, you got to be efficient. You don't want to stop at some wherever. Or maybe it has to do with most trips not being like long, long distance. Because you can travel the whole of Germany in a day, you know, so... Oh, sure. Yeah. So you're not just like in the middle of nowhere and this is the only entertainment you're going to get for hours. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Man, I feel like having to pay to pee. I don't I don't think about optimizing my bathroom trips, but I feel like if there was a currency involved, that would kind of make me start doing it. I always I always 100 percent of the time I'm now going before leaving whereas before even though my mom and dad would say you should go before we leave <laughs> i wouldn't my dad calls that the friendly potty what your home potty is the friendly potty or the process of peeing before leaving um i think i think it's like you should you should use the friendly potty while it's available <laughs> oh i see <laughs> yeah hello jenny <laughs> <laughs> Hi, friendly potty. Feed me. Oh God, you just you just made this weird friendly potty. That's what I'm here for. Yummy, yummy. Please, where is the unfriendly potty? Ah, gnashing teeth. Oh. It was like the evil, like the Black Lodge or whatever. The, oh God, the evil potty. You get stuck in there, and like all four of your limbs are sticking straight up because you're so deep in. And maybe it's evil because it doesn't want you to pee in it. So it's just like, no, stop. I won't take this. Duck and weave. <laughs> Tuck and roll. Tries to put it back. 
<laughs> no, that's yours now. Just a stream just <laughs> shoots out of it like a fountain. Uh, th- so this is the, the tourist trap we're designing in Germany, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that does sound like some German art installation, but you'd have to be at the heart of a city to see such a thing. So, uh, Jay, so Ryan was on the podcast. I'm actually not sure... How many episodes ago? Because I'm not sure what order these are going to come out in. Uh, he was talking about Monster Cabinet, which is a a robot museum thing in Berlin. Have you heard of this? I heard of it because of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, you you just listened to that episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds incredible. I've never heard of it uh, outside of that, though. It does okay. sound like a thing that German art students would do. Um, yeah. There, there is one of those, you know, what is it, dungeon experiences. That's the only thing I've heard of, I guess, that I would think is similar, like some kind of experience where they've, where you walk through it. Do you know about that, like the dungeon, Berlin dungeon? I don't think I know that one. It's a chain thing, I think, similar to Ripley's, believe it or not, I guess. But like, oh, okay. It's, it's basically, but it's tailored to each city it's in. So it's about like the gruesome history of Berlin. And you go through different sets, I suppose. And I think there may be act like real actors and they play out like some of the gruesome history of the city you're in and show like torture devices or oh, wow. something like that. So it's like a quasi haunted house. Okay. But I've never been there. Um, I've just read a lot about it. Jay, you're a Floridian. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you ever had cause to go to the Chocolate Kingdom in Orlando? Gee, that does ring a bell, but I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> if it was around when I was a kid, <laughs> I don't think so. It's um, so it's one of these tourist trappy type places. It's so there's this this candy shop out front. That's like a, we make our own candy on premises, tons of wasted space, really weird feeling shops. And then you can go on the chocolate tour, which um, starts with a, somebody made this poorly animated 3D video with a prince where, um, yeah, so you're trying to help this prince and his dragon friend make some new chocolate shoes for his girlfriend, Queen Chocolina. Wow. Um, after his dragon friend, like, accidentally sneezes on the shoes, the chocolate shoes that he bought and melts them. And there's a there's a point where this prince is lamenting, like, how am I going to make, I don't know anything about making chocolate. And then the tour guide, who's a human standing in the room, turns to the 3D video and says, uh, well, I know lots of stuff about making chocolate. <laughs> do, these, do these people in the room, do you want to help me help this prince make some chocolate? And uh, I was doing this on the last tour of the day. It was me and one other person who was also with me, which made it just so weird. When was and this? Then, um, this was, uh, I think, Grace Hopper Conference like three years ago. So that's probably still there, maybe. It's probably still there. I definitely recommend it. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll take Katie. That sounds great. I won't spoil the rest, but brush up on your chocolate trivia, because they ask trivia questions, and when you get it right, you get a little sticker that says Chocolate Genius. <laughs> I, awesome. I wonder what the, the uh, 
like the there where they got the inspiration for that whole story is it just oh they they thought oh kids will love this or is it some like ancient folklore related to chocolate or something i don't know I don't know. I mean, given my given my current line of work, I'm imagining a person like me who's just told, like, okay, this is your job now. You're writing this story <laughs> for right. this Chocolate Kingdom video. Here you go. It's a kingdom and it's chocolatey. Go. <laughs> go. I mean, that's the kind of, like, ornate touristy thing that I, I miss. It's like... Uh, there, I've been to a chocolate museum in Germany, but it just tell, goes out around and at the beginning convent tries very hard to convince you that they're not exploiting labor from africa even though there's just pictures of it everywhere in the museum <laughs> but they're smiling so you know oh um, yeah and and um and then at the end you get the tiniest piece of free chocolate imaginable <laughs> I think it was the Lint Museum, Chocolate Museum in Cologne. Oh, so you got a piece of Lint. Yeah, you get a piece of Lint. <laughs> lint it. I don't know. Are you guys ready for another topic? Sure. Sounds good. Uh, so this is a write-in, and this is longer than usual, um, but I think it's worth uh, reading at least part of it. Devin writes, in the most recent episode of Tea Lords... Jay was talking about how musicians like David Varhaus made production music as a means of extra income. This reminds me of Thomas Dolby's career after the 80s. Thomas Dolby Robertson, most famous for She Blinded Me With Science, was an early advocate for bridging professional music technology and consumer electronics in the 90s. In 1993, he established Headspace Incorporated, a company that developed a technology called Beatnik, which was a method of sharing music online in the days of dial-up and computers without integrated audio DACs. Beatnik essentially was a collection of curated sound fonts that user would ha users would have locally, and the music shared was, as, was shared as lightweight instrument information similar to MIDI. Users could swap out the samples being played and could turn different instruments on and off, essentially allowing people to remix music without the need for a DAW or knowledge of MIDI or tracker software. And Devin goes on to describe the, the company going on to establish the early ringtone market. But I thought that paragraph wow. was an interesting one. Yeah. Wow. I, did, I didn't know about that. I, I saw a video of him from around that time fiddling with his synthesizers and things for some news channel. But maybe that was to promo that. I don't know. The, the thing that I remember realizing about Thomas Dolby Robertson is that he named himself after the uh, hi-fi company because as an affectation like i yes i also do high-tech music stuff yeah i always assumed that well yeah I, that's what i thought too i wonder if dolby was an added name dolby is um when he says thomas dolby robertson dolby is in quotes oh i see so okay. i'm pretty sure it's a nickname that he picked for himself like i had thought that he was like oh yeah so he invented dolby surround probably <laughs> but <laughs> nope just a fan yep he missed his opportunity to be thomas colby tell us about that joke jenny <laughs> that's a cheese okay i get it <laughs> he's a cheese you maker might know it. it's basically monterey jack that's orange oh yeah like, so oh, like both, cheddar. Um, both of those cheeses are cheddars that have not undergone the cheddaring process <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is cheddaring like 
Yeah, every time I talk about it, I have to look wow. it up because I always remember that there is a chattering process and that, that Colby doesn't go through it, but I don't ever remember what the chattering process is. There's a doctor named Thomas Colby. He looks like a oh. supermodel or something. <laughs> I like the That's idea all. that someone might mistake Thomas Dolby for Thomas Colby and then put Thomas Dolby through the cheddaring <laughs> process. Why am I not getting cheddar? <laughs> what was the name of uh, Thomas Dolby's... Uh... Oh, Beatnik yeah. is what that was called. So, so it was at first it was Headspace and then was renamed Beatnik um, after their most famous product. Boy, oh boy. Both of those uh, names are so 90s.com yeah. era. Like, yeah, like it's true. With the... Uh, they had that whole, well, even in the 80s, but they had this 50s, like, atomic age thing going on. I guess that culminated in Smash Mouth. <laughs> but <laughs> in a lot of, like, in a lot of AOL ads, they had this, like, sort of space age thing with that, with that f fast music, and it's the future, <laughs> and, like, thing going on. Uh, I actually right. pulled out my, my Internet World magazines from 95 today. Whoa! Is it like a, a like a the poor man's wired? It probably was. Um, I think we had a subscription. I can't remember if we had a subscription to these for a while, or if I was just like every time we went to the grocery store, it was like, "Can I get a candy bar and an Internet World magazine?" Aww, <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I gotta get you some scans of these guys. A week ago, I was on Internet Archive looking for old mid '90s Internet magazines. And there aren't many on there, surprisingly. Really? That is a, so I, that's the first thing I would yeah. expect to be there. Yeah, me too. Like, there are some, but uh, there's like PC Novice. It, but I wonder if just some of these magazines that are still active or people still own them don't want their, for whatever reason, their back issues on there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But none of the biggies, I, I couldn't find any of the biggies on there. So You might have to only search for the ones that have gone out of print and where the ownership is unclear. Yeah, I that was a part of it. I didn't know what to search. I looked for like a list of computer magazines and then I found enough, enough stuff. I think the ads of the day, which is what I was looking for, were probably shared among many of those magazines. So, yeah, yep. Uh, but Beatnik sounds like something I would be very interested in. <laughs> yeah. Now I need to look it up. I, I wonder if there's like emulation anywhere or at least YouTube videos of mm. of this music. Yeah, that it, it sounds I love the idea of a some shared sample set and then you know, you can mess with it yourself and then once you but once you download it it's not like it's not like it, presumably it's it's a little bit uh, a step above like general MIDI sounds or probably of the day like people people who used that even would probably have a fancy sound card so they wouldn't so they said 93 not uh yes that's that's very early that's even before anyone cared about the web I'm trying to remember the first like big chunky guide to the internet book where they they were like the world wide web is gonna be huge i was like eh, it'll never replace telnet <laughs> I'm sticking with Gopher VR. Right. I have this book called the Cyberspace Lexicon right here. Someone, Ooh. someone at a thrift store saw it, and they're like, "Jay, do you want this?" But 
you know, it would have been too much to ship, but I just found it on on the internet used. Nice. And it's from 1993, and it doesn't have the World Wide Web anywhere in it. It has everything else. It has online. <laughs> but it doesn't oh, yes. have World Wide Web, and wow. I was just a little amazed at that. I now I'm curious, like the um, the provenance of the word World Wide Web. Like, does that predate? Like, was that invented around the same time as like HTTP? I want to say 1990 was when it the it, the World Wide Web, like capital W's. What you know was like introduced. In June 14th, 1951, Senator jo Joseph McCarthy coined the term World Wide Web what? to describe oh. pernicious Soviet influence in the American government and around the world. What? The president oh. is not master in his own house. What? So the, the web is a communist plot? Uh, now we know. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> uh, you guys ready for another topic? Sure. I'm ready. Uh, Jay, you have here feeling embarrassed about not knowing things, usually in group conversations, or being okay with admitting it when you don't know something. Yeah. Now, this is a thing that I thought I only had a problem with when I was in, like, I don't know, high school or early, I, I would say early college age, since I didn't go to college. But, like, it's where if you're somewhere and there's a group of people talking and they're all super nerdy about something, like something niche, like, I don't know, let's say Quentin Tarantino movies, and you've just never heard of those yet, maybe because you're 15 and don't know anything about anything, or like, what, but for whatever reason, you've just have no idea what they're talking about, and so you're like nodding, but then inside, I don't know, you just feel real bad about... <laughs> not being able to connect with these people in any meaningful way because of what apparently what they're really and it's like you're lying to them by pretending to know yeah, yeah. and at any second they could call you out by asking you a question yeah and then they say you know that movie and then you say yes because you've already been lying by mm -hmm. nodding and you have to keep it up <laughs> anyway <laughs> just wanted to bring that up because it's a thing that's happening I don't say yes anymore because I know that gets you into trouble, but I do nod as if I know something still, I think, yeah. and I'm in a circle. But it, it, I don't yeah. know if it's just being polite or what, but sure, yeah. it feels weird yeah. always. So. Well, so we talked about, actually, I'm not sure if this was us now. Oh, no, it was you. You brought up this thing about a Twitter account called Never Heard of It. Oh, yeah, right. About, about uh, people... Or quoting people who, uh, when faced with like so and so won an award, and they, and then they say, "Oh, I've never heard of that." Um, in, in, in like you know, it's such that they appear to be proud of not knowing it. And I wonder whether that reaction is um, in response to like having been shamed for not knowing something in the past. Ah, oh, where they're like, no, I'm going to own this. Like, no, it's it's a great thing that I don't know about this stuff. Because it's stupid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're stupid. Yeah. But I, I do think like it's a, usually when somebody has that sort of 
I don't know if this is true for you because some people just have complexes because of the people they are. But usually when someone is ashamed of or afraid to say they don't know something, it's because people have made fun of them in the past, you know? Right. Um, and like the the way to, to fix that is to like not be around that sort of person right. for a while and be around instead the kind of people who do not make fun of you and instead like get excited about their chance to explain to you this cool thing. Right. Yeah, those people are the best. Yeah. There's a thing where... So one of the things about programming um, is that you are wrong all the fucking time (laughs) and there's no way around it around. You can't like, you can't like look at the, like tell the compiler, no, you're the one who made the syntax error. (laughs) Um, And so like, it's just really good practice for being able to, and maybe this doesn't transfer for some people, but like, I feel like at least for me, it's been really good practice for, for, for humility I don't go outside much anyway right now, so I don't really encounter these situations. Do you do you consider that a problem? Like, do you wish you would go outside? I don't think so, but that might be a problem <laughs> that I don't desire it. Like, do you do you wish that you desired it? Well, I think it would be healthy to go out more, probably. But I you could you could just always... open a window and play Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, yeah that's basically the, same, the thing. same thing. Yeah, there's pictures of the outside. I can put one. I can turn my TV on and just don't not use it for about twenty minutes, and then the there'll be nature on there. So, oh yeah, <laughs> that's how you get nature because you just don't use your TV for twenty minutes. Inside's got some stuff to recommend it. No raccoons. No Lone Star Tick. Lone Star Tick. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, those are the ones that they bite you and they give you that disease where you can't eat meat anymore. Well, we don't have raccoons or Lone Star Ticks. But Okay. Uh, so you might as well go outside. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> nice in terms of non-deadly wildlife over here. Yeah. So. What's your favorite Berlin wildlife? People who play with synthesizers. I don't know. Like <laughs> they're, they're, they knock over your trash can and start jamming yeah. out. Yeah. They're looking for more patch cords in there. I that's I don't know what they've got out here to be honest with you. Oh, they have rabbits. Lots oh. of rabbits. Oh, lots of rabbits. Compared to like are good. what I'm used to, which is not many rabbits, they have a lot of rabbits. Uh, so when I first got here, I would point out the bus or train window or something, and I'd be like, "Katie, look, a rabbit!" And she'd be uh. like, "Yeah, <laughs> it, they're like squirrels or something right. to me for, in Florida." So it's so uh, not a big deal. So I quickly learned. Yeah, and when when she. Uh... When she visits visits Florida, she's gonna get excited about all the alligators, and you'll be like, "Come on, yeah, we have those." <laughs> yeah, she she does get excited about squirrels since they're less less common. I lived in in Satellite Beach, Florida, for a couple of non contiguous years, um, in my in my grandparents' house, and they had uh, 
they were on a canal that would get a surprising number of different sea creatures. They would have uh, alligators there. Uh, they would have mm-hmm. dolphins sometimes um, and, and manatees. And Ooh, man- wow. the manatee is like is, is special because they're actually endangered. So like uh, the fact that I got to interact with them is actually really neat. Like I remember um, it was a, a saltwater canal and we would like get out the hose and start uh, spraying it into the canal and they would come up and drink from the hose. Wow. That's wow. so cool. And we'd feed them lettuce. Every single one of them had like a propeller scar somewhere on its body. Oh no. Yeah. Which is why they're endangered. Yeah. I I I kinda wish I was in that part of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the space coast. Yeah, yeah, you're painting a very Lisa Frank aquascape <laughs> yes. image in my mind right now. Yeah, and we could watch the shuttle launches from uh, <laughs> right. from our backyard. Very uh, cool. the other the other story I have from that canal is I don't think it ever snowed when I was in Florida, but it did get cold enough for water to freeze. And wow, like the the sprinkler water when we had watered the lawn was frozen on the uh, the concrete like edge of the canal, and I slipped on it and like landed in the water. Wow! And it is incredibly lucky that I didn't like hit my head on the side. Yeah. Wow. Was the water the water wasn't frozen at all though? I guess it wasn't. It wasn't. It was cold, but it wasn't frozen. No, okay. it was salt water. Oh right. Okay. Like looking back on it, that's a scary moment. My buddy Dave told me about a short story that he read one time, where every time that you almost died, you just continued in a less probable universe where you had survived instead. Right. Yeah, and it like kept kept compounding. Right. So. Yeah. I've I've heard of that um, the, the the quantum suicide experiment, uh, the idea that like whenever you would die, your consciousness automatically forks off into the universe where you don't die, and what that means is that everybody ends up being alone in the universe after everybody else has died. That is fucking horrible! Oh, no. oh my god. <laughs> the, the the upside of that is that. Probably it's not going to be like the bullet didn't fire. It's that the bullet went into your brain and you went into a coma instead of dying. Mm. Like you mm-hmm. end up being like a um, uh, like a, a, a fucked up clump of brain cells that is technically alive but not really conscious. That's also horrible. Also, how does it interact with like extreme old age to the point where all of your cells just start decaying? Well, the de- presumably the decaying is probabilistic. Anyway, not not as not not as heartwarming an idea as it seems at first glance. This got pretty dark. Reject that theory wholesale because <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I'm trying to get better about owning up to not knowing things and and asking questions. Um. I have had conversations with people where I just don't want to correct them about things. Like, they'll think I'm someone named Betty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone named Betty? Wait, multiple times or? Uh, no, just the once, okay. but it really okay. stuck with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a little misleading. Do I? I mean, you have a double letter. It's just not a T. That's true. Yeah, it's the same same number of letters and the E's in the right place. So really, 
And you could spell Betty with an I. I could. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Next time I'm Betty, I'm Betty with an I. All right. They'll ask, oh, Betty, how you doing? I'll say, I'm Betty with an I now. <laughs> you know, no offense to anyone named Betty out there, but I would be a little hurt just because of having that name assigned to me. <laughs> but that's okay. Thanks, but no thanks. Just the the sound of the name or something. I don't know something about the name. It's just one of those names like... Hey, hey Betty, where's Veronica? Oh. oh. Yeah, I bet Betty's never heard that one before. Now you've changed my perception, though. Now I'm thinking of a young teenager person. So oh, now yeah, it's... well, because uh, that character was invented in, what, the 40s? <laughs> right. Yep, yep. There's also Betty Boop. Oh, now I'm back. The, okay, that's n- n- I'm newly on the top of my list of people I don't want to be confused for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, uh, Betty Boop or Betty Crocker? <laughs> okay, Betty Crocker is way better. Is <laughs> is Betty Boop like was she supposed to be sexy? I think so. Is she supposed to be a dog? <laughs> <laughs> she I'm has like sure. a black round nose, right? Like like I don't know if like she's if I think that just cuz she's kind of shaped similar to Snoopy. Um she's got like a she's got like a U-shaped nose. It's very small. She's from like an era of design that is so many, so many generations back that it's so just many hard. Boops ago, it's yeah, so many boops ago that it's hard to parse like what they were going for now because. Well, right, it's like trying to le- trying to read Shakespeare, and you're like, right, what what does moiety mean? <laughs> right. So, do you think she was supposed to actually be sexy, or was she just supposed to be a symbol that we could look at? And go, okay, somebody was representing the concept of sexiness without any actual sexiness. Like like meta like a like a visual metaphor, like if this symbol were the the word sexy. Maybe this isn't fair because it's like a if I, I, I said Calvin is the worst Calvin because of the bumper sticker makers. Oh yeah, but Calvin <laughs> Comics Calvin was actually very good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why it's not fair. So maybe I'm not yeah. being fair to Betty here because all I'm thinking about is a pickup truck with her on the back of it. So okay, we got Coolidge, we got Klein, uh, John Calvin. the bettys versus the calvins you know uh calvin take me away no i had this idea for a bumper sticker that was john calvin peeing on something (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good you could really do well at bible colleges with that one (laughs) i think it would be hard like okay so I guess Jay, you're the most likely to know. You, how hard do you think it would be to sell his face on, at a bumper sticker size? Like, <laughs> have you seen like really effective uh, caricatures of John Calvin? If you go to Wikipedia, just his portrait there, you oh, could yeah. do a real. It's already almost a caricature. Oh God, you're yeah. right. And wow. these, these high contrast ones. If in, and yeah. and Bible school kids, you know. I don't know if you know, but they, depending on who you're talking to and which school, they love the guy and uh-huh. would definitely buy him peeing on whatever he doesn't like. 
so I never went to Bible school, but I lived near one. And one of my good friends, one of my friends I actually grew up making games with over the internet at, when we were teenagers, he ended up going to this nearby Bible college. And so we were able to hang out. No but friend. a group there made shirts that said Ezekiel 2320 on them. And that's the Bible verse that says she lusted after men whose ding-dongs were the size of donkeys <laughs> and emissions wow. were that of horses. <laughs> wow. And, um, but, but it was in like fancy lettering. So it just said Ezekiel 2320. It didn't say the, the, uh, actual mm -hmm. content, but, um, I think you do well with those shirts too. So if you want to do expanded t-shirts instead of like other bumper yeah. stickers, you could be the edgy Christian merchandising company. Just a business idea for you. Yeah. If you keep if you keep scrolling, there's some clip art of John Calvin with a transparent background already. Yeah, you're wow. set. You don't need to do anything. I was <laughs> I had already given up on the idea in my head because openclipart.org is still down. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah, like I, I really like as a game developer, still rely on that as part of my aesthetic. I mean, Hypnospace is full of open clip art stuff. I, I think. Uh, yeah. Probably a quarter of the, like either I used it for Photoshop, like I would put, you know, use it as elements for Photoshopping, or just process it with the, you know with the dithering and the the color reduction to make it look like it fits but yeah a lot of yeah. stuff did you did you invent your own web safe palette yeah yeah we have a <gasps> like a 64 color palette that everything is uh is dithered oh that's delicious that's great to match it yeah i mean that's the only way to get everything cohesive looking enough so. what's your dithering algorithm right. are you a floyd steinberg guy floyd steinberg originally pos it, it was originally positioned and then i was thinking mm, that's a little too that's not mm. webby enough that's a little like yeah it's a little too early <laughs> cd rom program yeah so yep floyd steinberg i love that that look all right yeah high five high five <laughs> <laughs> Did the video also um, get through the, the same uh, palette and dithering treatment? Yeah, the, yeah, it, and that's not accurate to to old codecs, but it helped make the image a little clearer uh, than yeah. because those old real player codecs really mess up. You, like you can't tell what you're looking at; it looks like a strange mosaic. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So I exported all video at like I don't know ten or fifteen frames per second. And then ran those frames through a GIMP, um, GIMP's batch processing to apply my oh, palette wow. and stuff. And then imported the frames back into the video editor and then exported as a video. That was the most, that was one of the most fun parts of the whole thing, though, is like defining your own, you know, people make their own Pico 8 esque limitations, you know, and mm -hmm. like, yeah. that's, that's one of the fun parts of this process. <laughs> All right, we should probably call it. Okay. But um, thanks for being on, Jay. I'm glad you uh, yeah. you got a chance to, yeah. to join thanks us. Thanks for your long suffering. I'm sorry about being so late. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We got to. So it, I was actually kind of glad we got to try the experiment of seeing if a two person topic lords would work. Yeah. And then we also got the everybody on the podcast. After all. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this can so be a tradition. It, <laughs> That's right. 
Maybe this is the format now. You just have someone, you have a doorbell sound. And then oh, the, man. the person is yeah. added. Yeah, like the, like the Kramer in the sitcom. Right. Yeah. Or, or like the, the someone came, came online sound on AIM. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Jenny, uh, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Um, well, if I'm off my Twitter break, I am at horsewizard without an A on Twitter. All right. Uh, Jay, um, oh, you didn't get a chance to plug anything. Do you want to plug something? Oh, yeah, plug something. Um, yeah. Uh, the work of Olia Leolina and Dragon Espensheed. And they're, I think they're both part of Rhizome, who do a lot of old web preservation stuff and um it's i don't know a good yeah r-h-i-z-o-m-e dot com but they also run the um the uh one terabyte of the kilobyte age uh geocities sort of research institute so any of that type it in the your yahoo and you can search engine and you can find it uh, they do very good work and i just visited them in stuttgart for a talk so but they were very gracious hosts and gave me a free book that they made uh great yep that's awesome. so them i plugged them okay and also uh if this is something that you want where can people find it find you on the internet oh at j tholen t-h-o-l-e-n yep actually it's pronounced tholen Oh, Tolan. Yeah. <laughs> Tolan. Wow. Maybe I, maybe I do say Tholan. Not anymore. You don't. No, not around me anyway. Thank you for the <laughs> correction. Good lording, everybody. Yes. Good lording all around. Happy lording. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can discuss the episodes at the Topic Lords subreddit at r slash Topic Lords. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can find me on the Fediverse as mogwai underscore poet at mastodon.social. Also, I'm on Twitter. And you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early and get access to the Topic Lords Discord where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.